Blog Talk Radio.
Peace, peace. How's my microphone sound? I'm choppy, choppy. I would like to welcome you to a, another episode of The Foundation. You're on High Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, So L, and it is a pleasure to welcome you back where we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So we're looking to apply correct information correctly here on the foundation. Definitely want to start off by saying all praises, thanks, and honors due to the creator and the ancestors. Definitely without them, we would not be here. I want to say big up, peace, shout out, salute to my big brother, Yusuf L. High Frequency Radio Network creator. That's the big brother, man. Uncle Yusuf. Can't nobody front on him, man. Liable to get slapped in your lips. <laughs> High Frequency Radio Network. Welcome to the foundation.com. Sign up for the email list. Facebook page, you can find it. Instagram page, you can find it. Twitter page, you can find it. I would say, most importantly, the PDF section. Get your independent free learn on. You can make a donation. You can also put a consultation. All from the same spot. Welcome to the foundation.com. I'm a little saucy. Feeling good, though. I want to say peace to all the listeners. Definitely want to say peace to all the live listeners, all the live callers, all the everybody's checking out the show live. I want to say peace to you. I definitely want to say peace to all the internet listeners, archive listeners. What else we got? Podcast listeners, MP3 listeners, all y'all. I want to say peace, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Shout out. Peace. I want to say peace to all the trustees, trustee training, all those investing in their private education. Salute to the trustees, man. Working hard, man. Studying, man. On top of that, they got their normal lives going on. And they still getting their study on. They doing their study dance. Doing a trustee training dance. I want to give a shout out to y'all. I want to say peace to anyone that I've done business with in the private. Anyone who's sent an email or well wishes. Anyone who's otherwise added to the foundation, I want to say peace. Appreciate y'all. Definitely want to say um, peace to anybody. I mean, yo, I I was going to do the, uh, send y'all the, uh, the document from last week. I've been traveling. I've been traveling all week, honestly. So I haven't gotten an opportunity to send a document, but I will. Give me, I'll get a couple days and I'm going to get right at you. Get, get right at you with that Because um, a lot of y'all was interested in that The education aspect of this And um, I was very humbled So shout out to y'all man So what, what are we doing We jumping into current events Let's do this man Alright look 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 Because I want to get through this I want to get to the show man oh, Man y'all literally I'm fresh off the plane L- Little saucy y'all was in first class <laughs> <laughs> All right, CNBC investors are betting on a Clinton-like market rally if House impeaches Trump. <clears throat> I don't usually talk about politics, man. Politics. Stocks so far shrugging off risks that President Donald Trump could be impeached 
but investors may be betting that if he is, the market will ultimately rally the way it did in the Clinton era. This was yesterday. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, <clears throat> excuse me, announced that the House would investigate impeaching Trump for seeking help from the president of the Ukraine and gathering dirt on Democratic presidential candidate. Woo! Joe Biden and his son. The idea of impeachment was initially a negative for stocks, which sold off yesterday. As investors anticipated Pelosi's announcement, stocks were mixed early today, but came off lows when a memo of Trump's conversation with Ukraine's president did not show that Trump threatened to withhold aid from Ukraine. I'm sorry. From the Ukraine. Mm. Like them on impeaching the president. They say if they impeach the president, the market's going to rally. Fine and impressive. <laughs> Reuters lower market mortgage, I'm sorry. Lower mortgage rates stimulate lethargic U.S. housing market. So they say sales of new U.S. single family homes rebounded more than expected in August. I read something that, that home sales were down in August, though. But hey, whatever. The latest sign that the sluggish housing market was starting to get a lift from lower mortgage rates. Even though they dropped the rates, what, last week or the week before? Hmm. The report from the Commerce Department today also just suggested the economy continued to grow moderately. It added a solid report, which was in August on retail sales, industrial production, housing starts, and home resales, and allaying financial market fears of a recession. A year-long trade war between the United States and China has taken risks to the longest economic expansion in history. Now in its 11th year, prompting the Federal Reserve to cut interest rates for the second time. That was last week. The U.S. Central Bank cut rates in July for the first time since 2008. This positive data caps off a month of redemption for the housing market, said John Padakey. Padakey. Executive Vice President of TIAA Bank in Jacksonville, Florida. Quote, if American consumers remain in good spirits, there's no reason for positive. Momentum can't continue so long as prices remain in check and housing supply does not get critically low. The Commerce Department said new home sales increased 7.1% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 713,000 units last month, boosted by a surge in activity in the South and West. July sales pace was revised up to 666,000 units from the previously reported 635,000 units. My man's texting me during the show. I mean, my man texting me during the show. It was the second time in three months that new home sales jumped above 700,000. Economists polled by Reuters had forecast new home sales, which account for about 11.5% of housing market sales, increasing 3.5% to pace of 660,000 units in August. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. UK consumer sentiment falls to six-year low. This is United uh, Kingdom. British consumer sentiment has fallen to a six-year low due to increase worries about job security and the impact of trade tensions and political uncertainty 
will have on individuals' finances, is what a survey showed. Market research company YouGov said its monthly consumer sentiment indicator compiled with economic consultancy CEBR dropped to 103.4 in September from 104 in August, its lowest level since May 2013. Saying, quote, it's clear. My man's quote, protecting me during the show. My man's texting me during the show. It is clear now that the UK has shifted into a slower growth mode due to a combination of ongoing domestic political uncertainty and global economic headwinds. This is Kay Newfeld, head of macro head of macroeconomics at C E B R. Sound familiar? I'm gonna move forward. Y'all take with that what you want. Reuters, U.S. Japan. Sign limited trade deal leaving autos for future talks. U.S. President Donald Trump and Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe signed a limited trade deal today that cut tariffs on U.S. farm goods, Japanese machine tools, and other products while further staving off the threat of higher U.S. car duties. Trump said the first phase deal would open up Japanese markets to some $7 billion worth of U.S. products annually, cutting Japanese tariffs on American beef, pork, wheat, and cheese, although the agreement does not cover trade in autos. Abe said he had received reassurance from Trump that the United States would not impose previously threatened Section 232 national security tariffs on Japanese car imports. Quote, between President Trump and I, myself, this has been firmly confirmed that no further additional tariffs will be imposed. Sorry, imposed. Abe told a news conference, and with the entries into force of our trade agreements, I believe both of our economies will be able to further grow and develop. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer said after a signing ceremony between the two leaders on the sidelines of the United Nations General Assembly that the two countries would tackle cars in a latter round of negotiations expected to start next April. Autos are the biggest source of the $67 billion U.S. trade deal, and Trump has frequently complained that U.S. automakers do not enjoy equal access to Japan's market. I'm going to move forward, yo. Gold hit three-week peak as equities dip on Trump impeachment talks. This is CNBC Globe. I'm sorry, gold climbed to its highest in nearly three weeks as calls for impeachment proceedings against U.S. President Donald Trump pushed stocks into the red with Bullion getting a further boost from disappointing consumer confidence data. Quote, there are concerns around impeachment that may have helped unnerve markets a little bit. We saw the U.S. equity markets being pulled to and fro with the ongoing trade tensions. This is Suki Cooper, precious metals analyst at Standard Chartered Bank, who went on to say over the course of trading We have seen a combination of concern around the negative headline, political uncertainty weighing on the stock market, and in turn, treasury yields come off a little bit, and gold prices being boosted as safe haven assets. I mean, that's that's interesting to say the least. Let's move forward, man. I found this. Highly suspicious. 
But I'm going to jump into tech news. Then I'm going to get into some other news that I was wondering. I was like, I'll get into that. So where we at? Your Amazon Alexa can sound just like Samuel L. Jackson. CNN Business. Ooh. Amazon will introduce Samuel L. Jackson as the first celebrity voice for its intellectual. I'm sorry, Alexa virtual assistant later this year. The company said today, for 99 cents, you can hear the Hollywood star read you the news, give you weather reports, and even tell jokes. Alexa, ask Samuel L. Jackson where he is from. Alexa, ask Sam to wake me up at 7 a.m. Alexa, ask Sam Jackson to sing happy birthday. But Jackson wouldn't be who he is if he weren't a little explicit, right? Don't worry. Amazon is leaning into the actor's essence. That probably that's probably why the new feature is rated mature. Isn't that cool, man? Hey, y'all can get Amazon the Alexa to, to talk in Samuel L. Jackson's voice. That's great, isn't it? That's wonderful. CNN business. First, Alexa came into your home. Now it wants to get on your body. CNN Business, man. Same website. Amazon doesn't just want to bring its virtual assistant Alexa to your home. Now it's aiming to have Alexa come with you everywhere by putting it on your face, in your ears, and even on your finger. At a major media event today, Amazon introduced a wide range of new products and services, all part of an ongoing effort to make Alexa an ever more important part of users' lives. While the assistant started out in 2014 as the helper built into Amazon's Echo smart speaker, universe of Alexa-infused products produced by Amazon itself now includes a bevy of smart speakers, a smart oven, a clock, and three wearables. Those, I'm sorry, Alexa summoning wearables, a pair of black glasses called Echo Frames, a, a dark gray ring called Echo Loop, and a pair of earbuds called Echo Buds. Mark a move into a notoriously tricky market. For years, companies such as Fitbit, Jabra, Apple, and countless others have tried to convince consumers to wear tech all over their bodies with limited success beyond watches. So how does Amazon plan to succeed? From what it showed off on stage and during product demonstrations, today it will be making wearables that can do a few complicated things in ways that feel simple and look unobtrusive. It's making Echo Frames and Echo Loop available by invitation only through a program called Day One Editions, signaling that they're earlier stage products that only some people will be able to get their hands on for now. That adds to the exclusivity of it. That's why I do this stuff. All will be available later this year, the company said. I got a chance to briefly try each of the products, three of which are dependent on a nearby smartphone running Amazon's Alexa app. This much was clear. The decision to wear any of these gadgets will be deeply personal and depend both on the fit and the functionality. Bottom line, the Echo Frames is jumping is per, perhaps a much bigger wearable gamble than earbuds is the device that sits on your face. Nearly six years after Google introduced its ill-fated Google Glass smart glasses, Amazon is hoping for success with its similar product that's a bit simpler there's no camera or display and looks a lot more like well glasses. The Echo Frames cost $180 via invite only and include 
battery life that should last for a day. Users will be able to have them fitted with prescription lenses. Oh, that's that's amazing. That's wonderful. I love it. As a daily glasses wearer, let me jump. Let me skip this. The plain back black design with chunky temples meant to disguise a touchpad, a couple buttons, and other electronic component components. My bad. Isn't going to win accolades from fashion lovers, and it definitely feels heavier than your average pair of dumb glasses. It also won't fit a lot of people. I was told that the pair I tried on, which was too wide for my narrow face, will be the only width available. Man, bottom line, man, I'm moving on, but yo, they're getting into glasses. They're getting into earbuds. They're getting into wearables. It's AI stuff, man. Speaking of AI, Facebook has been collecting audio from some voice chats on Messenger and paying contractors to listen and transcribe it. From the Business Insider, if y'all are surprised, I don't know what to tell you. Where am I at? I'm surprised this this this, this stuff isn't getting choppy yet. Come on, man, load, bro. That's why I like to print off the uh, UPS has been delivering cargo and self-driving trucks for months, and no one knew. This was uh, August 15th. The self-driving freight truck startup TU Simple has been carrying mail across the state of Arizona for several weeks. See, uh, UPS announced that its venture capital arm has made a minority investment in TU Simple. The announcement also revealed that since May, TU Simple autonomous trucks have been hauling UPS loads on a 150-mile route. Route? Route? Reut, route between Phoenix and Tucson. UPS confirmed this is the first time UPS has announced it has been using TU Simple autonomous trucks to deliver packages in the state. What y'all think about that? The plan to use Fitbit data to stop mass shootings is one of the scariest proposals. Yes. In the aftermath of yet another another mass shooting in America, loved ones grieve. Gun control advocates call for common sense reforms, and politicians suggest new solutions that won't do anything about guns. These proposals frequently focus on mental health, but a new plan before the White House to monitor neurobehavioral predicators, I'm sorry, predictors of violence isn't just misguided, it's terrifyingly dystopian. Last week, the Washington Post reported that the White House had been briefed on a plan to create an agency called HARPA, a healthcare counterpart to the Pentagon's research and development arm of DARPA. Among other initiatives, this new agency reportedly collects volunteer data from a suite of smart devices, including Apple Watches, Fitbits, Amazon Echoes, and Google Homes, in order to identify neurobehavioral Signs of, quote, someone headed toward violent, explosive acts, end quote. The project would then use artificial intelligence to create a, quote, sensor suite, end quote, to flag mental changes that make violence more likely. What in the flying fluke? According to the Post, the Harper proposal was discussed with senior White House officials as early as June 2017, but has, quote, gained momentum, end quote, after the mass shootings in El Paso, Texas, 
and Dayton, Ohio. The latest version of the plan reportedly submitted to the Trump administration this month outlined the biometric project called Safe Home, an acronym for Stopping Aberrant Fatal Events by Helping Overcome Mental Extremes. A source told the newspaper that every time Harper has been discussed in the White House, quote, even up to presidential level, it's been very well received, end quote. A copy of the plan obtained by the Post characterizes Harper as pursuing, quote, breakthrough technologies with highly specificity and sensitivity for early diagnosis of neuropsychiatric violence, end quote, and claims that, quote, a multimodality solution along with real-time data analytics analytics, analytics <laughs> is needed to achieve such an accurate diagnosis, end quote. That's a lot of vague buzzwords, but the general idea is clear. Collect a wealth of personal data in order to flag mental status changes in individuals and determine whether those changes can predict mass violence. It's an approach that strikes George David Anas, Deputy Director of Forensic Psychiatry Fellowship Program at SUNY Upstate Medical University as ridiculous. What's ridiculous plural? Is that ridiculi? I'm messing with y'all. The proposed data collection goes beyond absurdity when they mention the desire to collect Fitbit data. Anas said, I'm unaware of any study linking walking too much and committing mass murder. As for other technologies, what are these people expecting? Alexa, tell me the best way to kill a lot of people real quickly. Quote, less unusual is the effort to scapegoat people with mental health issues by suggesting their illness is a leading factor in these atrocities, even though the conclusion isn't supported by data. Creating a watch list of citizens who most likely will never act violently based on their mental health is a very dangerous proposal, which with major ethical considerations. This is Emma Friedel, a doctoral candidate at Northwestern, I'm sorry, Northeastern University specializing in mass murder. Doing so to predict the unpredictable is utterly absurd. Friedel went on to say that literally any risk factor identified for mass shooters will result in millions of false positives adding that the most reliable risk factor is gender and that most mass murderers are male should create a list of all men in the United States and keep tabs on them. She said, although it would be absurd and highly unethical doing so would be more effective than keeping a list of persons with mental illnesses. I mean, what are the implications of such a measure? I don't know. Y'all check that out. Yo. Okay. So, Last couple of weeks, man, man, I've been talking about, I, mean, I listen to NPR sometimes when I'm whipping around, man. And I've been hearing a lot about these vape, vaporizers, deaths, these deaths from vaporizers, man. And like people getting sick and multiple deaths from vaporizers, man. I'm like, man, this is all over national public radio. This stuff is getting serious. People are dying. What is the impact of that? And I'm saying, like, you know, they're trying to regulate. They're going to try to regulate this stuff. They're going to try to federally regulate this stuff. But then I'm starting to hear that these reports are of the deaths and the sickness. 
and the lipids and the different, you know, fats and oils that end up in people's lungs are from like cannabis uh, vaporizers. I'm like, oh man, what's the implication of that? And I'm like, oh man, they're gonna try to regulate, about to regulate these things. They're about to start regulating these vaporizers. Then I started thinking further, and I'm like, man, this might be the impetus for them to start legalizing uh, what cannabis, marijuana, on a federal level. Man, I go to look for current events, man. Guess what? CNN business. Cannabis industry calls for legalization and regulation to snuff out underground vapes. Yo, they're saying, yo, these underground vapes are killing people. We need y'all to federally regulate these things. So you're going to have to legalize it in order to federally regulate it. He's a genius. I mean, I feel sorry for anybody who's passed away due to this stuff. But look, man, this is crazy. The recent rash of vaping-related illnesses and deaths could represent a crisis for the legal cannabis industry, which relies on vaping. Sorry, vaping for an estimated quarter of its business in some states, but some people in the industry believe the problem could also represent an opportunity to both help people and push toward wider legalization in the United States. Today, the National Cannabis Industry Association put out a call to Congress to deal with vaping-related illnesses, legalize cannabis, and regulate in the U.S. Cannabis's status as a federally illegal substance fuels illicit products, hinders research, and limits the ability to develop consistent regulations, the head of Cannabis Trade Association said today. These unfortunate illnesses and deaths are yet another terrible and largely avoidable consequence of failed prohibition policies. This is Aaron Smith, the NCIA's executive director, said in a statement, federal and state health officials are scrambling to identify the causes Sorry, to identify the causes of a multi-state outbreak of pulmonary diseases associated with the recent use of e-cigarettes and vaping devices. More than 450 people have been sickened and six people have died, according to U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. No business or businesses or products have been implicated in the outbreak. No businesses or products have been implicated in the outbreak, but some of the products in questions have been contained, I'm sorry, have contained cannabis compounds, notably psychoactive THC, according to the CDC. Suspicion has fallen on illicit or bootleg THC vaping devices as well as additives, and many of the illnesses and deaths reported have been in states that don't have regulated recreational cannabis programs. I can't believe this is happening. I really can't believe this is happening. It's happening, y'all. Quote, we are still in a bathtub gin era with cannabis where there are a whole lot of people without access to legal cannabis and people who are not in the regulated market take advantage of this and people who are new to the market take advantage of this, said A.C. Braddock, CEO of Seattle-based Eaton Labs. 25-year manufacturer of equipment that extracts plant oils. Even if the issue is rooted in the black market, the situation could become a serious threat for the legal cannabis industry as more authorities warn against vaping or move to crack down on it. Through July, vape products accounted for 25% of licensed cannabis sales in Arizona, California, Colorado, Nevada, and Oregon. According to the cannabis research firm BDS Analytics, 
this is, I think, a wake-up call to the industry and also to consumers about the fact that a very safe product can be rendered unsafe if the people processing it are not being held account. This is Taylor West, former deputy director at the NCIA, who is a founding partner of strategic communications firm Heart Plus Mind Media. But it's not entirely clear that THC products being sold by legal businesses are blameless. In a crazy move, yo, Reuters House passes bill that would allow banks to work with cannabis companies. One of the biggest problems is that these cannabis companies cannot get bank accounts with any bank that is FDIC insured because cannabis and marijuana itself is legal, I'm sorry, illegal on the federal level. The United States House of Representatives voted today to advance legislation that would allow banks to provide services to cannabis companies in states where it is legal. By a vote of 321 to 103, lawmakers approved the bill, which now heads to the Senate. The bill received nearly unanimous support from Democrats, as well as nearly half of all of the, the support required from Republicans. Yo, check it out. Here it comes, man. I'm not playing. If I've ever seen any type of movement towards any type of real type of legislation on an actual federal level with regards to legalization of cannabis and THC and marijuana and so on and so forth, it's happening right now. Is that good news? Is it bad news? I don't know. States are broke, so I'm assuming that it's good news for most states. But most all of the foundational level operations have been infiltrated I'm sorry, infiltrated by these big, big, big companies. And that's too bad. But that's the turn of Choppy Choppy. Let's get to this show. Welcome to the foundation, y'all. I apologize. I definitely ran in the house and jumped straight into the office. Uh oh, current events. My bad. I got a couple more. Insiders are selling stock like it's 2007. The leaders of corporate America are cashing in their chips as doubts grow about the sustainability of the longest bull market in American history. Corporate insiders have sold an average of $600 million of stock per day in August, according to Trim Tabs Investment Research, which tracks stocks market liquidity. Whole Foods cut health care benefits for 1,900 part-time employees starting next year. Of course, they were bought by Amazon. What do you expect? Amazon owned Whole Foods will be with drawing medical benefits for hundreds, sorry, hundreds of its part-time workers starting January 1st, 2020. The company said Thursday in the past, employees needed to work at least 20 hours a week to buy into health care. Now they would need to work at least 30 hours a week. But if I cut your hours, I cut you out of that. Check this out. 
Reuters, the world needs to end its risky reliance on the U.S. dollar. This is Bank of America, or sorry, Bank of England's Governor Mark Carney took aim U.S. dollar's destabilizing role in the economy of the world and said central banks might need to join together to create their own replacement to the reserve currency. <laughs> all right, man, that's it. That's all right. Y'all can check that out. This stuff's very, I mean, wow. I mean, wow. All right, so welcome to the foundation, y'all. Uh, this show is called On Private Now What? This is part one. We're going to be talking about private investments. First and foremost, I'm going to say that I'm not a it's legal anything. I'm not an attorney. I'm not a lawyer. I don't give legal advice. I don't tell you what to do. I tell you from experience what I do. What 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 I've done, and what my mentors tell me I should do. But I'm not telling you anything. I expect you to research everything I say for yourself, because I could be straight up lying to everybody. You never know. I could be absolutely insane, and just be jumping on a high frequency, high level finessing everyone. So I highly expect y'all to back up. And double check and triple check what I say. Don't take my words for face value. I am not a prophet. With that being said, I'm private. Now what? Part one. Private investments. I'm going to jump off by saying that. We need to understand what real money is. And if you understand what real money is, I think I did an episode on real money. Y'all should check it out on the foundation on high frequency. Just do a search, man. But when it comes to real money, ultimately gold and silver is real money. Everything else is credit. Or some sort of, you know, reserve note. Fiat. So when it comes to investments, I'm just letting y'all know we don't invest in gold and silver. We save in gold and silver on the private side. Well, on the foundation private side. Other people might do other things in the private, but we don't. We ain't talking about none of that, none of that at all. So off top, I want y'all to know that uh, <laughs> we not invest in gold and silver. We save. In gold and silver, there's a big difference. Because people say, oh, you know, well, gold and silver fluctuates. I don't care. I don't care if it's fluctuating or not. Dollar cost average and grabbing that, John. And what that means to dollar cost averages to, you know, whatever you can afford, do that every single two weeks. Or, you know, every single 30 days. And dollar cost average, regardless of what you can get, you still spend the same amount. Or exchange the same amount of fiat currency for true wealth, true, you know, true, true money. And that's gold and silver. Okay, I gotta check that off. Okay, so with that being said, man, let's do this. Private investments, man. I was gonna let y'all know off tippy. <laughs> Uh, 
a lot of times, man, private investments are investments that are made from, you know, a private, you know, entity. So, for specifically, if you are transacting specific investments in the trust, you would, if you're doing like, you know, equities and you're doing corporate uh, stocks and shares and stuff like that, that would be done through a trust brokerage account. So, whether it's Fidelity or TD Ameritrade or Charles Schwab or and what else they got? They got a bunch of other ones. But these are basically brokerage firms that you sign up with and you open an account and you can you can purchase stocks and bonds and so on. Am I telling you to grab stocks and bonds? I am not. Bottom line, specifically, there's very specific companies that buy personal estate, private estate, investing. And I'm just going to tell y'all broadly speaking, these are Mining companies and precious metal mining companies and uh, e-waste mining companies. These, these companies that take electronic waste and, and pull the gold and the silver and the platinum and all that other stuff out of electronic waste. Old laptops, computers, uh, cell phones, and so on and so forth. Other than that, no exposure to the stock market. None. Zero. Ain't no gold shares, no silver shares. All that stuff, those are shares in the trust, and they do, they do not represent actual physical gold and silver. SLV, GLD, these stock shares, no, son. It's up to you, though. Maybe you currency trade. Maybe you're trading, um, you know, bitcoins and all that stuff, you know, cryptocurrency. Maybe you're doing trades on the stock market, and, 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 and you're making money every day. You got this process, and, and you're doing your dance. I can I encourage you to continue to do your dance. What I do encourage you to is private. You're going to set that account up with a private entity. Basically a trust that does not owe its existence to legislation. If you're dealing in stocks and stuff like that. Safety deposit boxes. Do I recommend them? No. Absolutely not. Why would you deposit things in a bank and they vault? You have a bank holidays and they be closed on federal holidays. I don't like that. But if that's your dance, you can open a trust account with a bank and then open a safety deposit box and trust. I don't see no problem with that. It's in the name of the trust, right? private investments <clears throat> a trust a public charity and a private foundation can take advantage of what we know is founder stock this is you know these types of um, rounds of, of of funding that are done pre-IPO pre-initial public offering and you know able to you know, um, get hold of these stocks when it's pennies on the share two three pennies per share so whether, you know, the stock goes public at a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, I don't care. I just want it to go public. If it goes public at a dollar, we made a dollar per share, man. If I did a hundred thousand shares, goodness. 
If it's a dollar, if it's look, if it's a penny per stock on the founder stock side, which only public charities, trusts, and foundations can get into these types of offerings. If it's like two pennies per stock, and I get a hundred thousand stocks, man, and the stock goes public at two dollars, man. Come on, man, do not do the math, man. I mean, days, the day it goes public, I'm selling all of it. Son. It's called founder stock. Now, you got to have it inside, you know, little leg, little angle on this. Now, know someone that knows someone. Or get, you know, up there with someone who does know someone. But ultimately, this is a good, this is a good position to be in. If I, in my opinion, it's one of the best positions to be in. It's called founder stock. To look into that, I've had people, you know, tell me, "Hey, so you told me you look into founder stock, and I, you know, I did it on Google, and I didn't really find too much. I didn't really find too much. That happens. You gotta understand, man. I'm teaching y'all, um, 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 true knowledge, man. Public education gonna teach you controlled knowledge, which they want you to know. Okay, how many letters you have behind your name? That's what they want you to know. But true knowledge exists outside of this controlled knowledge. So when you get into founder stock, you start looking into founder stock, you start talking to people about founder stock. Just you know, you use 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 the first principle. Use mentalism and the laws of attraction. I would say the next one, I mean, Founder Stock is dope. Founder Stock is do- is real dope. Always like that. Me personally, though, endowments. Endowments, 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 endowments. Look, so you're trying to get enough money into these industries that's equal to or greater than what your business is earning. So if your business burns up, it won't affect your family's quality of life. As far as I'm concerned, that's your job. That is your job as provider, as patriarch or matriarch or whatever of your family. Endowments is the best financial endowments, man. So look, this is with hospitals, universities. I got a little, uh, little, little homework for you. Y'all gonna want to jump into trustee training. By the way, yo, trust trustee training. Uh, definitely. I don't know if I made the announcement. I, I think I did, but I hollered at Yusuf and I did some soul searching. We still doing it, but the, the donation went up. You can email me admin at welcome to the foundation if if you're interested. But it is what it is. Either way, endowments. <laughs> My little homework assignment is call call. Um, Call your nearest hospital or university. You know, the University of um, Texas or however you're going to do it. And ask ask to speak to the donor department. Ask to speak to the donor department. And then when you get the donor department, tell them, hey, my name is, I'll be like, my name is So L. I'm the trustee of the L Family Trust. And, um, you know, I've been tasked 
to ascertain information regarding your uh, endowment programs. Could you give me a little information on that? And just shut up and just be quiet and let them talk. And then at the first pause, ask them if they haven't already told you. Ask them what the percentage rate is on their endowments. Ask them what the minimum deposit is on their endowments. And then understand that endowments generate income for life. Past your, the life of the entity, the, la- the life of the hospital university. And a lot of times the hospital university is bought out or absorbed. And those, those endowments, which are financial assets, go along with the new hospital university. So you pass still money going to the family trust. Still. Every quarter, every year, however the endowment is set up, still money going. Next generation, still money going. Next generation, still money going to the family estate from these endowments. These are the investments I deal with, man. Like, oh, jump on the stock market. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, man, I'm not, look, man. Y'all need to look into endowments, man. But understand, public charity, private foundation, or trust. Public charity, private foundation, or trust. These are the only types of entities that can take advantage of endowments, that can take advantage of founder stock. There's something to think about, in my opinion. But this, you know, hey, this this is this is where I'm at with these investments right now. Financial endowments are huge, big, crazy, nuts. Look, if you can negotiate a 10% return on the endowment and you put in a million dollars over time, that's $100,000 a year, B. Every year. Every single year. What tax implications to making contributions to an endowment? Are there benefits? I don't know. I can't give you legal advice, tax advice, but you might want to investigate these things. I would seriously investigate these things. Private placement accounts. Y'all need to look into private placement accounts. What I'm talking on is a runway. Uh, there's, there's securities and exchange commission laws with regards to this information. You got to be a part of the $30 million club. It's $10 million in assets, $10 million in investment of capital, and your business needs to be making $10 million a year. You get, you get access to certain types of information. Luckily, my mentors consult for these types of individuals who are in the $30 million club. And I was able to learn this privy. I was privy to this information. Coming into, you know, certain individuals who blessed me with this information. I'm very humbly gratitude, you know, just, 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 just gratitude. But like real nonchalant, real like maybe kind of slick of the tongue. I'm really dropping some jewels right now. A lot of times these endowments you can start with as little as you know ten thousand. 
You get 10000 together, start the endowment. And they'll let you add to it. After you get it running, you can put whatever in. Just keep adding to it. What is the implication of, of, of donating, basically, money to a hospital, university, People want to hit me up talking about, oh, taxes this and taxes that, taxes this. You know the wealthy don't care about. They don't even be tripping on taxes. You know that, right? You want to know why? Because they know they know they have specific individuals or firms that actively manage their estates and know specific information that allow them to mitigate tax liability legally. Legally mitigate tax liability. And I, you know, I can just very simply, easily gloss over this information as I am. I, you know, I know. But ultimately, this is stuff that you need to. Investigating your on your own time and in your own, you know, dedicated study environment. But people, you know, they think of investments. They think of the stock market. They think of, uh, you know, a lot of people. Oh, more millionaires have been created from real estate than any other. And sector And that's that's true That's absolutely true But There's nothing nothing to say about The specific methodology That it must be adopted and practiced In order to Create a millionaire Through your real estate And most people don't have this Let's just be honest Most people don't But for those of us that do, you know, we're able to, I mean, demonstrate ultimately a higher, what's the word, competency with regards to investments. Once you get beyond this, we get into specific types of life insurance policy. Whereas me, I personally, I say that's like one of the first things a true fiduciary acting trustee when administering a private estate is to initiate and to begin to initiate specific and execute uh, life insurance policies that are in line with the trust uh, overall thrust and intention of the trust. As well as to, you know, create a type of monetary asset for the estate. The only thing guaranteed is death, in my opinion. And if you have a contract that pays out a certain sum of money upon death, to me that's a no-brainer. 
understanding the specific type and structure of a, the policy that's best suited for a private estate is necessary. And I suggest you email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. I'll get you in contact with my guy. And I make no money off it. I get no referrals or nothing. He's just a real good dude. And he knows exactly how we do this stance. But, I mean, I know a lot of people would think, oh, private investments. Oh, I know what that is. I mean, probably not, though. Notice how I didn't really speak on real estate. Notice how I didn't really speak on stocks. I mean, I did, but we're talking about founder stock. Before that stuff hits the public, let me grab it. Once it hits the public, let me cash out. But I want to be unequivocally clear. When it comes to precious metals, when it comes to gold and silver, we do not invest in gold and silver. We save in gold and silver. There is a big difference. Please stop looking at the dollar, the quote, United States Federal Reserve fiat currency note value of gold and silver. That does not matter. It's irrelevant. Please stop looking at that. Please stop being concerned with how much, how many fiat notes you got to exchange to get gold and silver. That's ridiculous in my opinion. I'm giving you paper. You're giving me gold and silver. It's a steal of a deal. But then I understand how many hours did it take me to obtain these Federal Reserve notes. Which I feel should require you to contemplate why there is a minimum wage and why there's not a maximum wage and what that means and I think that's significant private investment the number one private investment is in you is in yourself is in your education as the patriarch or matriarch or your newly reorganized reestablished family estate the investment in your education your private education in your skills and in your techniques and in your trades and in your education and in your understanding without uh, specific investment in my education I would not be able to tell you about these private investments my um, my investment in my private education has paid 100 times 200 times, 300 times has paid for itself so many times I encourage you to invest in yourself. I encourage you to invest in your private education. I definitely do. And y'all can email me admin at welcome to the foundation dot com. And you know, I can give you a little bit more information on, you know, trustee training, how to get set up in it, how to get started, so on and so forth. 
very important. But also, I want to say you need to find successor trustees as soon as possible. I don't want you to be in a situation where you establish this whole estate and there's no one to pass it on to, no successor. And successors that do get a hold of it, you know, they have to hire attorneys or something like that. And the attorneys, they're public and they're going to tear up the estate. So I suggest you be careful of that. It's not just about us. It's not just about you singular. It's about plural. And you can get your hands on this information and go go, go do your dance. But what you create in the estate that you establish, who's going to take it over? Who are the successors? And how were they educated and were they properly educated and were they educated properly by you? The investment is in the next generation, the successor generation. I sit here and talk about profounder stock and private placement accounts and uh, life insurance policies that have cash value in certain health riders and, you know, the death benefit that you can borrow, you can borrow against the cash value. And then it's a loan. The loan is the income. So the repayment alone is, is look, man, I have time. Look, most important, most important, absolute most important investment is the next generation. They say I'm choppy. How's that? I'm still choppy. I said the the most important investment is the next generation. Now I'll say the second most important investment is in your education. And I'll say second because you are singular. The next generation is plural. So when you're setting up this estate, when you're exchanging fiat currency for real money, when you're going private, you're setting up your private trust accounts, private brokerage accounts, you're titling vehicles in the name of the trust, you're titling assets and property and real estate in the name of the trust. Understand the number one investment is the successor generation. to cultivate and grow the estate to cultivate and grow the power to cultivate and grow the assets and the wealth of what you created not to squander it but to cultivate and grow it it's tough though you know we all in this singular me 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 situation but listen to me when I tell you the number one investment in the private is the successor generation. And I ain't talking people, I ain't talking about, you know, some people don't have children. That don't matter. You might have a niece or a nephew. You might have a cousin, a second cousin or something. Still your bloodline, right? Holler at that. Look, man, we got about five minutes left in the broadcast I will stream you call in 424 
222-5250. Otherwise, you will get cut off. Because I ain't going to stream too long, man. I'm going to end the episode, man. Been traveling all day. I know people be like, man, you traveling. I had, you know, people be like, you traveling, man. You know, you good. You real consistent. You can take the day off. I appreciate it, but I don't think like that. Ain't no days off, man. I'm serious. It bothers me. It bothers me when I'm like, when I'm not working and I could be working. Plus, you know, I know I know a lot of y'all look forward to this. I know a lot of y'all look forward to this foundation to get you through the week. <coughs> Excuse me. So I take this responsibility very seriously. But private investments are not what you think they are. They're not what you have access to in the public. They're not what you were taught. And, you know, I mean, it's very important to distinguish the difference in lifestyle of public versus the lifestyle of private. And that public and private don't mix. I think a lot of people are looking to find that silver bullet. Find that end dog cure all 12 steps to freedom, 12 steps to getting on the do not detain list, 12 steps to discharge. Oh my God. But in reality, it takes hard work and diligence to really get anywhere. If you start off, even if the corner stores are across the street, if you start off to get to the corner store. And you're consistently stopping. Or changing your direction. Or reaching your steps. You'll never make it to that corner store, yo. Unfortunately, we, you know, well, my generation, we didn't have this, but, you know, we're dealing with generations who got participation trophies, man. You get a, you get a, you get a reward just for trying. That's not real life, though. Not how it works, man. You ain't gonna get no, you know, uh, reward just for trying to go private. Ain't no reward for just trying to open up the trust bank. Ain't no reward for just trying to get your trust indentured together without getting the proper, you know, sources and making sure you know exactly what you're doing. Ain't no reward in just trying, man. 
ain't no reward in that. Oh yeah, I mean, okay, there's a reward, but it ain't what you think, especially when it goes all bad. Now, a lot of people hit me up when it goes all bad. I'm gonna start charging y'all when it goes all bad. I don't like taking advantage of my people when they at a, you know, a certain position in their life, you know what I mean? So I feel like, you know, what's the difference between me, you know, uh, assisting my brother or my sister and forsaking them not, or enabling my brother and sister? What's the difference? I'm still working on discerning the demarcation line with regards to do those two very, very parallel positions. Turn it off. <clears throat> Yeah, we streaming. If y'all lose connection, you're done. You got to uh, call into the archives. I'm really just going to go to the callers, man. I'm pretty much done. I feel like I dropped. I mean, it was some really heavy stuff, man. It was, uh, you know, private placement accounts, founder stock. Uh, you know, this, this stuff, endowments, this stuff is really high level. This is very um, expert level trust administration. But we get these solid investments. We get the the savings foundation, true savings. What are we saving? We saving gold and silver. So we get that foundation. Then we get the life insurance foundation. Then we start dabbling in endowments. Then we get into private placement accounts and founder stock. And then maybe we'll start once we have those foundations. We'll get into some you know real. Um, real estate as far as you know business multi units and whatnot not having anything to do specifically with the estate the private estate beyond generating income for the benefit of the private estate then we'll get into the then after we get that foundation of actual real property then we can get into some stocks and some bonds and stuff like that most of y'all ain't trying to hear that it's too much work so look man look man Look, man, it's too much work, man. I want to go straight to stocks, man. These fools are making millions in the stock market, man. Come on, man. Why are you telling me I got to do all this other stuff first, man, if I'm trying to go private? Just because you so ill on the foundation doesn't mean I got to do what you say. You ain't the only one that's private. You ain't the only one out here doing episodes and stuff, man, trying to teach do what you do your dance, man. I, I'm not, I feel like I'm one of the only ones out here besides Yusuf who do this in an educational format. It's not a business, so I don't do sales, man. This is contract. I offer you accept or not. I'm not selling you on it. I had this guy, somebody email. No, this guy went to the website, did a donation for the uh, consultation. For one hour, right? 
And then proceeded to email me and like hit me up trying to, you know, create do a time. And I'm specific. I'm like, yo, give me your time zone and tell me your availability. And people will email me like, I'm available anytime. Fam, that doesn't really help because I'm trying to narrow down a specific hour. That's, and that's what he did. I'm available anytime and didn't do or whatever, didn't do his time zone. And then I think it through like two days back and forth. I was busy. I'm busy, y'all. So he emailed me and I emailed him like the next day. And then he would email me and I respond like a few hours later. Then the man, the dude emailed me was like, this is bad business. And I've been trying to set this up for a week and I own a business and this is how you do. And da, 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 da. Man, I went and looked at the email the first time he emailed. It wasn't a week, first of all. Dude was exaggerating. It was like three days. And he thinks that it's some sort of business. He's going to give me pointers on how to do business. Talking about how the customer's always right or something. When, I, when my customers come in, I get to them immediately. I quickly, humbly, respectfully, and courteously refunded that fool's donation and told him to have a good time. Enjoy himself. Good luck in his future. I don't appreciate being come at like that. Bottom line, what I'm saying, I'm not a salesman, man. This ain't no business. The foundation is not a business. Not out here trying to make profits and bottom lines. I'm not over here looking at books and trying to make certain uh, 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 profit margins and, and goals. And Man, nah, man. Look, man. The foundation is a, is a trust. So else is trust. Specific purpose and thrust and overall mission of these trusts. I'm executing these trusts. Executing the contract. Part of the contract is for me to provide education for people through contractual means. Contract is offer and acceptance. It's not sale. It's not make a donation and proceed to get impatient with me trying to schedule a consultation. My man was like, I hope you can do business with me in the future. I hope not. Go holler at one of my other cats over there, you know, with, with with the names over there, with the super duper guys over there who do this for a business, do this for, you know, for money or whatever. Because it ain't me, fam. First and foremost, you got to get your savings down. We saving true, true wealth, gold and silver. That's the first foundation. Damn. We get life insurance policies for the private estate on key individuals, key trustees who are ministers, administrators. Then we jump into some private placement, maybe. But I would say endowments would be next. Getting an endowment with a hospital university, paying dividends to the estate. Get something that is income to the estate that will continue to be income after you shake the dust off of your soul fam most people are trying to figure out how to title a vehicle in their trust so, so how do I put my car in the trust man look look, man ain't nobody you ain't asking me how to create wealth and income that doesn't depend on you pity Pity indeed. It's cool though. I give y'all what y'all want, man. 
I love y'all, man. Y'all my brothers. Y'all my sisters. Y'all my family. I do not judge you. I am not on any level higher than you. We all sit down to go number two. You know what I'm saying? We all got to take showers so we smell like the Duke Duke. We all need to drink and eat to sustain our lives, you know, in the vessels, man. Ain't no better. No one's better. Some some of us, you know, just execute and create better results, man. But that's, you know, on behalf of the private estate. That's it. Rewind if you need. Download the archives, man. I'm just trying to really get your mind right. I'm really trying to get your mind right. Change your life. Change your life. I'm trying to change your life, man. Even if, man, if if everybody listens to me. Everybody listens to the foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. If everybody listens to me and implements what I say, It'll be a drop in the bucket <laughs> of everybody in the United States, you know, in the world and so on and so forth. I do admit that I feel that I had something to do with how the IRS locked down these these EINs, man. I really feel like I had something to do with that because I was stepping on toes. I was stepping on their toes, too. Sorry, not sorry. I'm going to jump to the phone lines, y'all. <clears throat> and then I'm out of here, man. Good to be back though. Back like I've never left. 619-3209. 619-3209. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? 619-3209. I'd be like Yusuf, what's on what's on your what he say? Yusuf be like, you're on the line, what's on your mind? 3209. Guess not. Next caller E two zero two one 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 seven. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? Two zero two one 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 seven. One 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 seven. Hi, good evening. Good evening, peace. Yeah, good evening. I really appreciate your show. Your show is excellent. And I will be following up with you with my email to you. So I really appreciate your show. I enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate what you're doing because, you know, the knowledge that you're giving out, nobody, nobody else is doing that. So, just keep doing what you're doing. But like I said, I definitely will follow up with the email. Thank you so much, and you have a good evening. I appreciate you. Thank you. You have a great evening as well. Thank you for calling in, sister. I appreciate, you know. I appreciate when y'all see what I'm doing. For real. 469-5685. Eric Cole four six nine five six eight five peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hello. 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 H
name is Chris, calling from Arizona. Hey, Chris, got, how you doing? Uh, Chris, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I appreciate all the knowledge that you spit because, man, it's it's really up there. Oh, thank um, you, thank you. What would you consider to do first? Uh, become a secured party and then move into trust or start into the trust and then kind of ease into the secured party? I think that's a great question. That's a great question. I love that question. I'm glad that you asked it on the air, Chris. In my personal opinion, secure party and setting up your private estate is two separate things. So secure party, in my opinion, is the separation or the distinction between the living, breathing, and the all capital name. And going private and setting up your private estate is for your progeny, your lineage, to pass down or um, to propagate multi-generational wealth. Um, okay. Sometimes they go hand in hand, but in my opinion, they're 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 separate, distinct, and equally important uh, procedures that um, one should look into. Would you, would so you I, consider I, I know, one more? No, no. Um, maybe if you're in a situation, like if you're looking possibly to, you know, get arrested or something, maybe I'd be like, okay, no. so you want to do the secure party process? Because, you know, hey, this is the person you're looking for, you know, not to live in breathing. Um, if you okay. have some pending litigation or you maybe you got to go... Uh, do some bankruptcy filings or something like that, then I would be like, man, you want to prioritize getting your private estate in order. But um, if you can handle both okay, of them at the so same time, I would recommend it. Um, okay. Otherwise, I think it's a personal choice with regards to which one you want to prioritize. Okay. That makes sense. Well, okay. Yep. I appreciate that. No problem. That was the only question? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, pre- I really, like, man, the knowledge is really up there. It's very rare to find, you know, this stuff. It's, it's, and, and it's, it's really sad that when you, when you see what's going on around, it's all just distraction. Keep us from, yeah. you know, finding our higher selves. Yeah. But yeah, man. Yeah. I really appreciate everything you guys. Do. Oh man, like it's it's truly, you know, I I don't know how much, you know, it's it's really really so grateful. Appreciate you know it's not me, it's the creator and the ancestors. I'm just a hollow reed and letting it flow. But I, I really appreciate you um, investing in your private education, and I appreciate you recognizing you know the value in the foundation. That was a good question. Thanks for the question. And um, enjoy your day. I hopefully look forward to, you know, um, assisting you in the future. Oh, yes, definitely. All right. Peace. Peace, Peace, Chris. Thank you. All right. That was a great question. I love that question, man. I feel like, you know, uh, SPC, Secure Party. Look, man, they got you amalgamated to corporate friction. Friction, fiction, it's an amalgamation. 
you want to separate them. You want to separate yourself from the name, but at the same time, you want to pre- protect your private estate, all your property, everything that you accumulate throughout this life. You definitely want to protect that. And if you can mitigate tax exposure, you want to. Hey, hey, it's a bonus. I I, I would seriously enjoy it. Next caller. Did I do thirty two oh nine already, y'all? Let me try it again. 619-3209. Peace, what's your name? Where you calling from? Yeah, you didn't answer. Please. Oh. 3209. Yeah, I can hear you. Peace. Okay, you said Jay? Yes, sir. In Charlotte. Charlotte, North Carolina. see, man. That's what's, what's up, man. Appreciate you checking out the show, man. Definitely, thanks for calling in. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it up, man. I'm, I don't plan on going nowhere anytime soon, so yeah, just keep it locked and just, uh, you know, just keep it moving. Oh, I didn't catch that. What'd you say? Like the brother, what? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, man. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, Thanks for calling in. Oh, yeah. All right. Peace. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Okay, let me take a caller or two, and then I'm out. Out of here. 929-4056. Did I try this one? 4056. 
see, we identify with the wrong things because that's why the wealthy, the elites, and the trust families want the dumb populations to understand. Now, my kings and queens, when you get into trustee training, it's a retraining of your mind, a retraining of the way you do things, a retraining of the way you look at things, the way you handle things. You learn to be honorable. You learn to be noble. You learn to be respectable. You humble yourself. You have humility. You have a self-pride about yourself because of the general dumbing down of the public. They have stripped us of our royalty and our dignity. So when we hear certain key words, the stupid side of us kicks in. But when you get into trustee training, you have a different mindset. Now, my brother was right. Tangible assets, precious metals. Tangible assets, life insurance policies to build generational wealth. Because if you do the history in this country, contract is the law. No matter what you do, contract on your mortgages, contracts on your car notes, contracts on your credit cards, you all have contracts. When you're renting from people, contract, public. Kings and queens, get out the wrong mindset. Get into the right mindset. When the brother says, book a consultation, we are on public airways. When you all get on and you ask certain key words, you set off a chain reaction to shut down certain venues. When we talk about public wealth, that's our nine to five because that's what it is, public. And you think that's a wealth, that's not. You're really a commercialized slave locked into your death zone until you die. That's why you have a fear of life insurance policies. When you look at all the wealthiest companies, all the wealthiest children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, perfect example, look at Paris Hilton, grandfather, owns all these hotels out here. Generational wealth, my kings and queens. Pass down to the, pass down, and it's going to keep going. And who's making them rich? All of us, because we're the commercialized slaves, because we don't want to get life insurance policies. All of these wealthy families started life insurance policies. That's why they're wealthy. Now, you think by having a credit card with X amount of dollars, X amount of high limits, that's generational wealth? No. No, it's not. Let me tell you something, kings and queens. Book your consultations. Now, my brother, I'm not just advocating for him because I've been there, done that, got burnt. Okay, it's a lot of boo-boo the fools out here, and they're going to play all of y'all because y'all can't decipher what's right and what's wrong. I've seen it all. So when people interact with my brother and ask him certain information, I impart certain things to you free because I know most of you out here have been burnt. That doesn't mean you go and sell it. 
that doesn't mean if I plug certain entities because you're on the line, you abuse my kings and queens. Because eventually everything has an expiration date. Your foolishness, your greed, your disrespect, your gluttony. When you book a consultation, kings and queens, be noble, be honorable. Don't waste a man's time. You know why? Because he's in the law library studying. He's going to seminars studying. He's on his grind studying. When he's giving you these PDFs, they're free. You go out here, everybody else is going to take bits and pieces and sell it. Invest in your private education. Stop playing. If you don't want to do that, don't waste his time. Don't waste none of the trainees that need to come in and get this education. Because I'm going to tell you all something. Some of these folks out here right now, and I don't care whose toes I step on, are charging almost $250,000 for education. That's a sin because you know our people don't have that as it is. Don't do that. All of y'all that's out here charging people 18, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 for four months of training, don't do that. That's a sin. Because the same way the ancestors blessed your hands, it can fall back on general, generational curses on you and your family and everybody else down the line. Don't do wrong. The ancestors gives us wisdom. He gives us the ability. They give us the ability. That doesn't mean you abuse people. And another thing, public airways, book consultations. Be smart. You are cutting off your airways for you to live. Don't do that, kings and queens. My brother, be blessed. In the private, trustees, keep grinding. Because when it's all said and done and we all get over the wall, we got more that we got to pull over with us. Continue. Each one, reach one, teach one. My brother, be blessed. Be blessed. Kings and queens, communities, get it together. Peace. Peace. Peace, Sister Yvette. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. She always got she be dropping jewels, man. Sister Yvette be dropping jewels. Seven one eight eighty ninety two and I'm out. Seven one eight eighty ninety two. How you doing? I'm doing well. Yo, you you told me somebody. I'm all right. You told me somebody came on the show and finessed us, tried to finesse us. Nah, I just be talking about people. People be getting. Oh, I, I was okay. just saying, like, I could be finessing. I could be finessing. Okay. Like, people need to, like, do their research. People need to go and double check what, you know, what it says. Yeah. Some guys who come in at you um, all type of sideways. They probably, you know, ain't take their meds, so, you know, you got to be careful of that. Some people, you know, they, they don't take their meds, and they, you know, they do bad business. <laughs> they ain't on their meds, you know. I got you. You'd be surprised when they off their meds, man. They cuckoo like Cocoa Pops, you know. <laughs> yeah, for real. I deal with a lot of them. But anyway, um, everything's all right. Um, how you been? You been all right? Yeah, yeah, life is good. No complaints. Yeah. How you doing, fam? I was late. 
I'm all right. You know, you hear from me every now and then, you know. Yeah. I'll be making more time coming up in the future. Yo, peace and love, man. Love you. And I'm going to let you all end the show. I right, appreciate it, man. Peace and love. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I be careful what I say. I feel like I got I got people that do damage. <laughs> there I was like, who said you was finessing? <laughs> man, I gotta be careful. No, Daryl, nobody said I was finessing, man. We good. We all good. I love y'all, man. I appreciate y'all, man. I do this show for y'all every single week. I feel bad when I miss the show, uh, so I do my best not to miss it. Cause I understand that this is my calling, this is my responsibility, and I owe it to y'all to put this information out. Um, I know people ain't talking about this. I know. I know people, you know, little bits and pieces, trying to sell it, give you the 12 steps. But that's not what I'm about. I'm more, look, you're dealing with people who are trying to be successful. I'm just trying to be significant in your life, in the life of your family. I'm just trying, you know, I'm trying to change your life, man. And with that being said, I appreciate y'all. love y'all. Y'all have a great week. Enjoy yourself. You know, um, I feel like some of y'all need me to say that you can do it. And I believe in you. And just stop procrastinating and just make the first step. Just do it. Just do it. Just start. Somebody needs me to say that. Somebody needs to hear that. And I'm telling you, just just start. Don't worry about what nobody thinks. Don't worry about what they're going to say, if they're going to judge you. Or, look, man, just just start. Just start. And let the rest be what it is. You know what I mean? Y'all enjoy yourself. Have a great week. Y'all go to sleep tonight before you do such a thing. Ten things you're thankful for. Remember which we fighting for. We're all soldiers in the war of the worlds. And, you know, every once in a while, we just got to, you know, throw a nod at each other's way. Like, yo, I see you. I see you. I'm already working, too. But I'll catch y'all. Admin at WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. If you have any questions, email me. I'm out here. More than likely, I'll respond unless you say something weird. Or it gets caught in the shuffle. I get a lot of emails. Some people get smart. They just resend it. Just resend it there. It is what it is. Y'all have a great week. I love you very much. Enjoy yourself. Peace to the God. I'm doing this thing all the way live. High Frequency Radio.